It's White Coat Wednesday, which means we talk medicine, the best medical stories of the week, with perspective from our medical correspondent, Dr. Mitch Shulman. Good morning, Dr. Mitch. Good morning to you, sir. All right. As many people can probably hear in my voice, I'm getting over a cold. And so apparently scientists have finally figured out why people get more colds and flu in winter. I always thought it was just because we were all in close quarters. And certainly that does contribute without a question. Uh, Also, the use of central uh, heating. So the air is very dry. And when the lining of your nose and your mouth and your eyes, but specifically your nose gets dried out, it's a less effective barrier. So those things do play a role. You know, large numbers of people or larger numbers of people congregating in smaller spaces with poorer ventilation and the lack of humidity, all these contribute. But that didn't seem to be enough. And so uh, these scientists out of Boston reported in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Clinical Immunology looked at the specific cells that protect us and that line our nose and are the first uh, barrier against infection. And lo and behold, they discovered that when the temperature drops inside the nose, even by as little as four or five degrees centigrade, there's a dramatic drop in the ability of those cells to do their job of protecting yourself. Um, And this was significant and this was real. And so this probably also contributes to why we are more likely to fall prey to all these different viruses, cold viruses and and the others, when we are spending time outdoors and it's colder outside, which (laughs) it's a backhanded reason to wear a mask again. Mm. One of the advantages of wearing a mask is it keeps the air that's coming into your nose a little bit warmer because it gets heated up by your by your by your body in that enclosed space and a little bit moister and in fact back in the day before we used masks i used to recommend to people before they went outside to wear a scarf or a muffler or whatever terminology you want to use around your face when it was cold outside to warm up and to humidify the air as it went into your nose and into your mouth and into your lungs because it was less likely to trigger asthma. Well, it turns out my advice was good for another reason. It may also have helped your nose to protect you against the viruses that are circulating all the time out there. Okay, I hesitate to ask you about this story because it falls into a category I call, here's how everything could get worse. Um, But is it true that more people have heart attacks over the holidays? You know, (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm 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 unhappy to report that most illnesses increase over the holidays. And this is because well the American Heart Association specifically came out that you're more likely to die of a heart attack over the holidays. But in actuality, if you look, because clinics close and doctors who are already impossible to find become even more impossible to find. So you have less clinics open, less doctors available. People try to put things off because, you know, it's the holidays. They want to spend time with family. They tend to ignore things. They may run out of medication. They may not be able to get refills till after the holidays. Plus, if you look at it, this is a, can be a very stressful, uh, I know not for you, but for m- many of us, this can be an extremely stressful period of time dealing with family, running around trying to get gifts, dealing with all the parties and other things that are going on. So you have stress, exhaustion, maybe you're getting sick from the colds that were were circulating. Um, 
you are, may have more difficulty getting to see a doctor and maybe you decide, ah, I have this little bit of indigestion, I'll forget about it because it's the holidays and all that. You wrap this all together in a bundle and you know now why people are much more likely to get sick and have problems like heart attacks during the holiday season. So I think the key message here is do take care of yourselves, take it easy, do it bit by bit, take a deep breath. And if you're not feeling well, you do need to be seen. And I'm very curious about this. Teenagers' brains apparently aged faster during the pandemic. What's going on there? This is scary. Um, And and the good news is, with any luck, knock on wood, this is a temporary effect and kids will bounce back. But this was part of a large study. They were looking at the effects of uh, depression and other psychological problems on the brains of kids as they were getting older. And so they were following these 220 kids between the ages of 9 to 13 every two years with an MRI. That's that special type of brain scan that doesn't use radiation but uses magnetic fields fields to determine the structure of your brain. And they had to put things on hold because of COVID. And then they decided, you know what, let's see if that affected what was going on. And lo and behold, they compared the brains of the kids that they had been following uh, who developed COVID uh, or who lived through this period of COVID. And they found that in both groups, not just getting COVID, But living through this period, there were more dramatic changes in different parts of their brain and a thinness in the actual brain cells in certain parts of the brain, more so than kids who had not had to go through the experience of being shut down, not spending time with your friends, uh, not being able to go to school, and the general fear and anxiety that many kids felt. So their concern is that COVID may have had profound effects on the developing brains, don't forget, between the ages of 9 to 13. In fact, up to the age of 21, a kid's brain is still developing. So you have this huge cohort of people who've lived through the experience. And so they're going to have to follow now and see whether this is just a temporary effect or whether it's going to be long term. Well, and that's something I'm kind of curious about. And maybe you can't even answer it, given what you just said. But is this going to be something that could, you know, tinge these people's lives for the rest of their life? Entirely possible. That's the scary thing. And we won't, unfortunately, we won't know until we find that's what they plan to do. They do plan to continue to follow these kids. They're going to do exactly what they're doing. We'll have the data, but we won't have this information at least for a couple of years. Uh, It's just another important reason why you need to take care of each other uh, during stressful periods, including what we've gone through in terms of COVID being open to what your kids may have been going through that time, acknowledge their concerns, help them deal with those mental health issues that they may have developed um, because maybe that will be enough to help their brains be protected against these effects. Dr. Mitch, thank you so much. Good to have you. Always a pleasure. Have a great day.